Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's up, everybody? It's Mike and Mark coming from LRM Online with the LRM TV podcast, where we give you all the up-to-date news on television shows on the superhero genre era. Um, This week, we're going to be recapping a lot of the news that came out of the interviews that were uh, recently um, released from the television critics uh, roundup. And we're just going to go down the list show by show of all the big announcements that you may have missed this week, but we'll also kind of talk about it a little bit more in depth. Uh, so first off, we're going to talk about Monday night, starting with Gotham. This probably had a lot more information get put out there this week than um, most of the other shows. Um, but we got the first look at the Mad Hatter, played by Benedict Samuel, um, and kind of taking a, a more traditional approach and more honest-looking Mad Hatter than I've would have expected coming out of this show. Mark, what do you think about the look of him? Uh, I thought it looked good. I think one of the reasons why I think it looks good, though, is I really, you know, like many others, um, enjoy the, the, the groundedness um, of Batman characters, the, mm-hmm. the realistic take on them oftentimes. Um, you know, I know some people like that, some people don't. Uh, but I, that's what I've always liked about Batman in general is that he is this quote-unquote, you know, like just... At, well, above average, but you above, know what I mean. Yeah, just a little above yeah, average. Yeah, just a bit. But um, you know, there's in like there's a, a possibility that maybe he could be real out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That I like that aspect, and to see uh, kind of what the the Mad Hatter Jervis Tech may look like if he was actually an individual um, is kind of interesting. And one of the things that I I know it's kind of in the comic book counterpart, but I like you know when he's seems extremely kind of psychotic more so than really focusing on the Alice in Wonderland aspect yeah. from it. Um, you know where he's kind of saying his little rhymes and this and that. I I like the when he's portrayed in that psychotic um, nature, and it seems like a way that they could go with it, uh, which could be interesting. Yeah, it seems like more and more we get of the Mad Hatter. Um, from the Arkham games mm-hmm. to you know what we see now with Gotham is that the slowly transitioning that persona character away from the Alice in Wonderland inspiration yes. to more of a s- diabolical using chemicals using mm-hmm. you know his tech that he does have to influence his people's minds and um, in you know their um, their views on things and so forth. But yeah, I think. Benedict Samuel was a good choice. He kind of fits that um, that look with the long hair um, idea. He, the the hat to me looked good. Mm-hmm. Cane, everything. And he, like you said, he looks more human than anything else. But it's more of a grounded look. And you know, the one thing that we've talked about um, 
on the previous podcast with the uh, with show of Gotham that it's the beginnings of these characters becoming who they are. So they didn't really, you know, put a lot of the Alice in Wonderland look to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a sophisticated look. You know, you wouldn't really know it was the Mad Hatter until he puts that hat on. So um, definitely interesting look that they came out with it. They also came out, um, the producers of the show, um, talking talking about how this season we're going to get a proto-Killer Croc mm-hmm. and a proto harley quinn kind of saying laying the groundwork for those characters not necessarily um or teasing that we may or may not see the actual harley quinn harley quinzel Mm -hmm. um before she becomes harley quinn but more or less of where that foundation is and then i've already kind of talked about in the season three san diego comic-con trailers that we kind of see maybe not killer croc but what is killer you know could be the the lead up to killer croc Mm -hmm. in the uh, the teaser where you see that larger than life mm-hmm. type of uh, not person because they got scales coming out of the back of their jacket in the prescription drugs uh, drugstore. That now we get to see you know two of those characters. Killer Croc, not really a popular character. Um, you know, just recently in Suicide Squad and had very little time in the Arkham games and not really a big character of the comic books the the where i remember killer croc mostly is from the batman animated, animated series, series yeah. and that's where you also get the origin of harley quinn was the uh, animated series but she is the more popular version so season two was all about would we or would we not see the joker and we kind of get that groundwork with jerome and now we're getting the tease of harley quinzel becoming harley quinn um i don't know i mean so it, it probably would be around the same time period. So if you think about it, Joker is going to be older than Batman, always will be. Harley's usually in the comic books, in the animated series, and even now with Margot Robbie's uh, adaptation of it in Suicide Squad, younger than the Joker. Um, so would you expect like a Harley Quinn to be Bruce Age you know, type deal, or do you think they're going to go... Or do you think they won't even show Harley Quinn at all? I think... I don't think that they will show Harley. I think they will allude to her or have um, individuals or kind of little nods or Easter eggs towards someone who could possibly be her eventually. Uh Um, Because really, I think what they may try and do is, is come off of some of the well, however you look at it, but success of using characters like, well, not necessarily success, but the screen time of, of Harley and Killer Croc. Like, people are going to be, uh, who are going to know who they are right. more now. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't know if I would go full scale, like, hey, this is who Harley's going to be. Um, I think it would be cool to, like I said, kind of allude to that, uh, but make the um, audience kind of guess too if it, you know if that yeah maybe that's who it may be or i think it really worked well with him. like the joker jerome yep. saga mm-hmm. everybody thought oh jerome's the joker mm-hmm. then they just killed him off right oh and like this is the idea yeah they created and that someone out there you know or even the episode where they did the red hood you th- mm-hmm. they oh, the right. red hood kept switching from criminal to criminal and you're like oh he's the joker oh yep. he's the joker oh he's the joker and right I think that's so yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think we won't see Harley Quinn, but we could see 
maybe versions of Harley Quinn coming around and so forth. Like, I really think, I, I for the longest time, I thought Barbara Gordon was going to be, or not, um, oh, um, uh, Barbara Keene, uh, yeah, um, Jim's girlfriend from mm-hmm. season one, whatever. I thought, okay, this is the, 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 the footsteps for, um, for the Harley Quinn and so forth, but. Well, and another reason why I don't want them to really show who Harley is is because there, there are, there are some areas for me, I guess, that I don't think should really be touched, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them, really, I kind of had an issue with it at first, was when I thought that Jerome was the Joker. And I was right. just like, you know, I just, I, I like not knowing the Joker's origin. Because it's just, I mean, I not necessarily origin, excuse me, because we all, you know, we know about the Red Hood and um, Ace Chemicals. But I mean, more or less... Much about him before that. Yeah, and you know, I, mean, I know in the Killing Joke they had they uh, you know have ideas where he came from, but that mysteriousness just adds to his character. Mm-hmm. So when I first thought like I was getting this complete origin of Jerome being the Joker, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. That just kind of doesn't do it for me. But then when I saw what they did with it, I was like, that was interesting. But also for me, I really feel like you know th- there was no Harley until she met the Joker. Right, yeah. You know, I, like, she was, you know, his psychiatrist and met with him, and then eventually it was that. So, like I said, going full-scale Harley, I don't know if I'd necessarily want that or that would be that great, but I think if they had, um, you know, maybe an individual who, I, I don't know, where you could see, like, ooh, that could maybe down the line be her, like, you know, maybe some weird, like, I don't know, psychological tics or right. something, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like, like you said, it's, I don't want to know too much, mm-hmm. um, you know, too much backstory behind it. But, at the, you know, we've gotten so many different versions of it, whether it was Suicide Squad, Arkham Games, comic books, animated series of how Harley Quinzel became Harley Quinn. I don't know, per se, if we will be introduced into that Harley Quinn persona, but maybe... Now that we've been introduced to Hugo Strange and his laboratories and so forth, maybe we were introduced into a character um, that becomes obsessed with mm-hmm. her clients and becomes obsessed with, you know, connecting and uh, feeling, you know, loved and so forth. Because that was Harley Quinn's, you know, per, you know, mo was that she was a psychiatrist, but a person that wasn't loved. Mm-hmm. And then the Joker gives her a little bit of attention mm-hmm. and she takes it and runs with it and becomes, you know, obsessed with the Joker and to where she becomes Harley Quinn and does everything for the Joker. Even as all the times that we've seen in the animated series and uh, comic books where he basically just shuns her away, she comes running back to it. So maybe not necessarily the Harley Quinn, but Harley Quinzel um, type of persona we might see. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the, the proto-killer Croc uh, is interesting to see because that character right there has not had a lot of love in the comic books recently or um, in really any anything Batman-related-wise. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, Suicide Squad introduced, you know, Killer Croc. Out of all the characters, I think he's the one that gets, the, you know, forgotten the most, you know, in that group and so forth. Um, but that's going to be an interesting, that's going to be a very, very interesting take on because so far they've only introduced characters that were humans that transformed maybe in personality or mind wise and just altered their, you know, personality. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about a person who will become, you know, 
basically a crocodile. Mm-hmm. And half man, half beast, you know. Gotham has done a couple incident like a couple cases with Clayface and so forth, but it'll be interesting to see where we get that proto killer croc storyline from. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get this season the reintroduction of Poison Ivy, um, or Pamela Isley before she becomes Poison Ivy. Um, but it's going to be a very different take than what we got from season one and early on in season two, where Ivy was a young girl the same age as um, Selena Kyle, is now played by Maggie uh, Geha, and a lot older. And mm-hmm. we, the explanation that we got from uh, the interview is, is that Hugo Strange had a character that could age people really fast to the point where they die. And now that character had touched um, Pamela, but only for a short while. So he aged her to the adult version. So you're talking about a girl who's basically skipping puberty, mm-hmm. you know, in an entire sense. And um, are we getting an Ivy that's, you know, going to be poison Ivy? Not so much. Uh, kind of what was explained to us was that um, this interpretation of Ivy so far right now is that she's going to be using her looks to manipulate people. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how big of an impact she plays on. I think she is going to be in love interest for maybe either Harvey or Jim Gordon because now Jim's single again and so mm-hmm. forth. And to get what she wants is to use her sexuality to that. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn with this one. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. And I think because at least so far a majority of the characters um, age-wise has made sense. Um, You you know, I I feel like Batman in the comics is close to the same-ish age of most of his villains, or there's a bit of, like, maybe a 10-year gap or something like that. Yeah. Um, But I always felt as if, you know... Selena and Pamela. I mean, you know, because in in the movies, Pamela. Or I'm sorry, not the absolutely not the movies. No, for, for Pamela Isley for Poison Ivy. But um, in the comics, you know, and I know it's part of her powers as well. But she 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 does um, you know, uh, kind of seduce uh Bruce at times and has that effect. And there seems to be a much larger age gap between them now, which I don't... I, I understand the way that they're yeah, portraying I'm... it, but at the same time, in the long run, I think... I don't know. I just, that, yeah. that one doesn't seem to match for Unless, me. Unless, like, we get an st- uh, explanation that the effects of the transformation from her being a young girl right. to an adult, she stays an adult forever? Yeah, does or she like, now age extremely slowly? slowly yeah. Or what, what does... And, I, you know, then that could make sense, or does she eventually, when she you know, works with plants, finds something that keeps her, you, you know. Yeah, it keeps I, her from aging. Then, um, okay, but I think that was the one thing for me was kind of like, you know, all right, I don't know what the age difference might be. I mean, she looks like she's probably, like like you said, like Jim Gordon's age now, mm-hmm. right? And there's obviously a drastic difference. So when I think about the comics, how much older Jim Gordon is and Harvey Bullock is, it's kind of like, I don't know, could you see this, like, older Poison Ivy seduce right. You know, that's that's my only... Well, and also, too, is that um, in the animated series, before Ivy became Ivy mm-hmm. and Dent became Two-Face, they dated. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that's and so. Oh, that's right. Um, I wonder if they're gonna go that route because Dent's actually older in the Gotham series, Correct. and not and not the same age as Bruce. Yeah. Where that's in the true. comics, Bruce and and Harvey Dent were oh, were yeah. were friends in like college area in in the age and right. growing up in that era became friends and when he became district attorney and so forth, became. Uh, <clears throat> That's when he became Two Face, mm-hmm. but I wonder now if maybe that's where they take the love interest. Sure. Is that you see Ivy and Dent become more of a, a match made in heaven type mm-hmm. deal, and that's where maybe their relationship becomes strained, and Ivy, you know, or Pamela be, starts that transformation into Ivy, and we see Dent maybe start that transformation into Two Face because we mm-hmm. haven't gotten a full just we've only gotten a little taste of um, you know Harvey lashing out and. Right. Like his other persona of mm-hmm. being Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, IGN got an interview with David Mazows, who plays uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, this past uh, week. And he had a lot of interesting things to say. He, you know, they, um, he wanted to somehow, in, in the near future, incorporate Superboy into the show, or at least give it a nod to it. Um, you know, he thinks that would be cool. Um, I don't know if you... It would definitely be cool if you could do that, but then that what that does is it opens up the doors of you know bringing in Superman villains or so forth. Mm-hmm. If you have a Superboy, because if you have Superboy, he's not in Metropolis yet. He's still in Kansas, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that Gotham's going in its own direction, not really staying, you know, close to the comic books, you know, origin and so forth. But it. There's a lot of different things that, you know, would it be cool? Heck yeah. I mean, it would be awesome if we had a, a Superman show, Superboy show, so forth mm-hmm. on television. I mean, it's great that we have basically some sort of comic book show Sunday through Friday night now. Um, but I don't know. It's that, you know, it's great hopes. Will it happen? Probably not um, just because of you got to get away from a little bit of backlash from Batman versus Superman and so forth. I think those two worlds need to be separated for a while before we ever see those two get back together on television or movies. But, um, yeah, I think, I think a nod is fine. Um, but I, I just, I don't know when that was one of the things that somewhat worried me about the end of season two is when you bring in this, that kind of supernatural aspect. And I know there's a, a, there's, there is a supernatural aspect in, in Batman. That's fine. But, it just, I think it has to be handled well and in small doses. Because if you look at, obviously, like we've talked about before with Arrow, you know, um, even w- with Smallville, you know, I-, I used to enjoy Smallville. In the later seasons, it just got, I, you I think like you really. Lantern come in, like how yeah, Jordan come in, stuff like that. I think you get the chance of it turning from something that's grounded and relatable to something that's kind of, especially on TV, can be kind of campy. Right. And then it's kind of, it's not as real. I think a lot of times we like individuals like like Bruce and Oliver Queen and that because they are relatable uh, to a certain degree. And when you get into some of those other areas, you are bound to lose some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's kind of different with The Flash because The Flash starts off like he's relatable in some ways, and emotional wise, but right. you know you're starting off with the character in a certain way already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just I don't know I 
I'm not sure about, like I said, I think a nod is fine. I, I love Easter eggs, but I don't know about full scale. Yeah, I think if you bring in full scales, cast somebody as Superboy, then what that does is cause confusion on the mm-hmm. CW world because now you have Superman that's going to appear Supergirl. in Supergirl yeah. and so forth. And, you know, you don't want it, I, too much of a, of a muddled mess and so forth. Um, because what ends up happening is, is what happened with Arrow where they introduce all these characters that we all, you know, know and love. And then, wait a minute, we want to, you know, DC wants to use them for the movies. So now you got to take them off. And yeah, you got to find a way to get rid of them. Um, you know, and it's not a shared universe, at least right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it's, you know, it's and obviously. Now, and this was before Arrow and Flash and all right. that became shared universes. That Arrow was basically, you remember we had Solomon Grundy for one episode. We had, you know, mm-hmm. um, Deathstroke or Deadstroke, you know, for a full season and now we're not getting him back we had dead shot you know who was the suicide squad that wasn't really a suicide squad and everything you know um yeah so i think if you open up that door it's got to be clear and concise okay if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it for all the shows and just let it let's just have fun with it um the big news that came out this week though moves over into the supergirl flash world where uh your favorite uh type of play musical is going to be happening we get a two episode musical that is going to be uh, directed by joss whedon how excited are you that the flash and supergirl are going to have a two episode musical i'm not excited um don't lie you watch all of glee i do absolutely (laughs) you know if it's singing and dancing i'm in um (laughs) no but i just i don't know i just i don't i don't think it fits you know who's a fan of this john hunter oh absolutely he Absolutely. is going to flip out when this show premieres. Mm-hmm. He'll probably dress up and sing and dance along with it. Yes. Um, but I just, I don't know. I I think for me, I, I just, one, don't know how it'll fit into the storyline and whether it's a dream or whatever. I, okay, that's fine. I just, I don't know. I've never been able to get into the musical tv shows and i just it's not how i know superheroes (laughs) i get i mean you know depending on who it is i guess but i just that's not flash or supergirl to me um and i know they may try it yeah and you know we were talking about it earlier i know you know a lot of people have singing backgrounds and they were uh, they were on glee and they you know i i know that some people enjoy that but i don't know for me i just it depends on what they do with it. But what for song me, would you choose? I, I just mean, I feel like it's wasted episodes to me. Would you do a lot of Journey? Don't stop oh, well, absolutely. Like, yeah. absolutely. Uh, maybe like, a little Lionel Richie. Well, you know. But now we're talking. Hello. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, or a little George Michael. Careless oh, Whisper. yeah. Careless Whispers. You know? Get the saxophone yeah. out. And stuff then out. I would watch it. If you had Cisco playing the saxophone and then Barry singing Careless Whispers. I mean, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, we're, All right, now we're talking. We're, we're going now, now you have me hooked. I think we need to direct this. See, you know, this two I think episodes. that's been the issue, absolutely. Um, but I just, I don't know. I Like I've, I said, I think, I don't know. Don't go on the musical route. I just, I don't know how they're going to work it in. And I just I think if feel they have like, fun with it, I think, honestly, if they do it like that, where they have fun with it and do like, little debbie gibson or like just make fun of it like type deal yeah then go for it but if they actually try to make this a serious type of episode (sighs) and and make it a real life musical where it's you know west side story it's gonna it's got to be some sort of parody yeah it's 
without a doubt, you know. I I still don't even know if I would, for me personally, if I would watch it. I just I don't, I don't see how it fits in, and I'm sure they'll, you know. I don't know. I just I think for me, I we've talked about it before. We see the way that like arrow and stuff kind of went downhill and i just i don't want it to be that right i know and it's fine if it's a one and done but i i'm afraid that some people watch it one week and be like what the heck is this and then you know i just i don't know i i for me personally i can't get into it but we'll i don't know we'll cisco on the do. socks very single little cares whispers no yeah man. Then, i mean i then guess I'm watching bring it. me in yeah. but rather if the, if there's no careless whisper then i'm not forget it, it yeah <laughs> all right um Moving on into uh, talking about the Flash on Tuesday nights, um, there's two main um, main stories that came out. Uh, Gray uh, Damon got casted as Mirror Master. You covered that story. Mirror Master, not really a popular character. I think the last time he was used was in the early '90s or somewhere like. But he is a Flash villain. He was um, in the. I mean, I uh, aside from comic wise, he was in the 1990s Flash. TV show second second season I believe oh my you would know that because you have it on DVD I absolutely do um (laughs) and uh I absolutely have it on DVD um but yeah he I I think that for this season could actually do some cool stuff with it though um you know he's an individual who can manipulate reflective surfaces can Mm -hmm. transport himself in that way um I think they could do something somewhat interesting with them, but really what I would like to see is, you know, and I don't know if it'd be this season, maybe next season, just having Flash's rogues gallery together. Cause yeah. In the comics, they work together off and on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that could be pretty interesting because, you know, you already have uh, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Weather Wizard, right. um, Mirror Master, uh, we had a Captain Boomerang, but I don't know if they can use him or not sort of thing right now. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it, it could be interesting seeing what they do with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, to me, as long as it's not, like, the main villain of the season. I sure, think, right. Fine. Mirror Master's okay. Kind of like how they brought Mark Hamill back to mm-hmm. play as the trickster. Mm-hmm. That was definitely, you know, those two episodes were great. That well, they came did with back. the Weather Wizard, too. Weather Wizard yeah. and so forth. Um, yeah, it, that's not a yeah, it's issue. Not, to me. Oh, longevity type, right? Yeah, you're not you're not carrying this character on for four or five episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The only issue I had with the Flash season one and season two was the amount of like just throwaway metahumans that they had on there. That you know mm-hmm. he the who was the villain of the week and the somehow some way either died or end up in Adam the, Smasher. You know Adam yeah. Smasher, yeah, or end up in the in the star labs oh, lock yeah. area where there's no bathrooms and no food so you got to assume that they die you know <laughs> yeah. in there um, yeah well they so. give them big belly burger right oh yeah big belly burger that's, that's what just feed all your villains that so they can get nice which wouldn't be expensive at all no not at all um so um yeah i mean not a, not my favorite choice of villains but hey you know sure. when you're when you're limited on you know what you can use because the warner brothers movie executives mm-hmm. tell you this is these are off limits, the popular ones, and you got to go with what you got. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think it'll be anything extended. Yeah. I think it could lead to a rogues gallery kind of reuniting, and I know they kind of did that once already with uh, who else was in it? Trickster, Weather Wizard, Cold. So yeah, 
Captain Cold because Captain Cold right. is the one who who that's right. uh, just deceives Barry and yeah. tricks everyone at the end. Yeah, that was stuff. cool. You know, they could do yeah. something like that with a different set of characters. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where it um, goes. The other uh, big story that came out for the Flash was. The other main villain we got, so in the oh, trailer, San Diego, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con was Dr. Alchemy is going to be basically the main villain of the first part of the season, and then it looks like the second part of the season, we're going to get Savitar, which is a another speedster. Mm-hmm. So three seasons, three speedsters um, uh, as the main villain. Savitar is a little bit different, um, where mm-hmm. instead of working individually in the comic books, he... He amasses a cult following, mm-hmm. and they kind of do his dirty work for him, and so forth. And but it's the same storyline that he wants to be the only speedster out there. Yeah. Um. So I hope they don't follow the same storyline again, because you know, season one was great with Reverse Flash. Season two was okay. Um, with you know, with the same storyline they had, just a you know different interpretation of a speedster. Um, with uh, what's his name? Um, not Rever- is. Zoom. Zoom. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Reverse Flash, we got Zoom, and now Savitar being another speedster. Just please, please don't do the same exact thing you did for the first three seasons. What I could see them doing. Because if, if season finale is, Barry goes yeah. back to his house to save his oh mom gosh, and does something else, Different. I swear yeah. I will throw my remote control at the TV. Yeah, and I, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, something I could see them doing with Savitar is... It, and it depends on when they use him because I thought maybe because we've seen some pictures um, of Wally West going up against him, right? Yeah. Um, so what I've thought about is maybe that's how Barry gets his powers back because maybe. in the comics, Savitar he can he can take Speedster's powers, but he can also give right the power as well. So I thought maybe because you know with Barry quote unquote forgetting his powers. Maybe that's the way he gets it back, or maybe that's a way that eventually Wally, after Flashpoint, gets his powers. Yeah. You know, I, I could see, it, and if they use him in that way, I'd be fine and with that. And maybe he does a deal with Savitar to get his, his powers back, and right. then he goes back on it, you know, sure. and so forth. Sure, and, and, and I could see that, which is interesting, because Savitar has that ability to, like, take and give the power. Um as long as, like I said, I if if that's how he's used, I think that would be fine. Yeah. Um. I just I once again, like you said, I wouldn't want it to be a, maybe a season long sort of thing or dragged out, kind of like they did with um, uh, with Zoom at times. Um. But I could see him being used in in that way, possibly. Right. Um. So we'll see how that works out. Um. Moving on to the next show, Arrow. Got a lot of other big information about that. Um, probably the biggest one. After season five, there will be no more Oliver flashbacks. Well, hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to also read it carefully because that's what I first thought. I'm like, yes. But then they said flashbacks to the other, island. Yeah, flashbacks to the islands or that the other characters would have yeah. flashbacks. Or flash forwards. Flash forward. Was oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, okay. this show is getting yeah. crazier and crazier right. each season. It's not... No longer is this guy stuck on an island for five seasons, but in five years, this guy went from being stuck on an island, being sent to China, being sent back to the island, now being sent to Russia, then has to get back onto the island yeah, to be go discovered. To the island to get it back. And then we're done with that, and now we're going to say, hey, let's look into other people's backgrounds and so forth. I mean, and here's the thing. If they use it kind of sparsely, 
I'm fine with that. Yeah. And that's something that they said is maybe it's not an every episode thing. There might be episodes without, but fine. You right. know, if you want to do that and do like a, a a brief one of, I don't even know, you know, it depends on what, what wonderful character we get this time, you know. Um, but you, you do see that they are planning past season five. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it depends on how, I, I will say this, though. They realized that they did not handle the flashbacks well last right, season. Right, they admitted to that. Because, which is good, and hopefully they seem to have learned from that, you know, because he said, well, you know, um, I wanted to see if we could do something with it not being connected directly back to the plot, but that they right. realized that that had fluidity issues, and people were like, what is going on? Well, what got me about the flashbacks last season is that, okay, this is supposed to be a deserted island where Oliver basically learns himself. But first season, there's a freaking military like learning how to shoot down planes with missiles there. Okay, maybe. And then he comes back, and there's another group of people that are like digging in the ground trying to find an idol. Like, I thought this was a deserted island. How big is this island, you know? And, And how wasn't he, like, so if all of these groups are there, you know, how isn't he either, like, noticed or say, or something along those lines? Seriously. Like I said, first season it kind of made sense because, like, you know, he's shipwrecked there, and then it made sense with the Slade Wilson right. sort of thing. But I honestly thought they were going to do something with him being on the island, the island for five years straight. Well, maybe not five years straight because I knew the Russia thing had to come in. But, yeah. like, you know, to bring him out and back and out and back, it, it's just uh, – my thing is, like, how in the world are they going to, like – what is going to bring him back to the island? Yeah, I, I, I have no clue. Especially I mean, at this they point. They need to change the name from the island from Lian Yu to, like, the Bahamas. No, I mean, you know? yeah, because it's like, it, yeah, it just... Your number one location to... Well, I that the sad part is the flashbacks to Lian Yu is what I enjoyed, actually, in seasons one and two. Right. I, I thought it was... Back when it was a deserted island. And yeah. it was only, like, five people learning how to survive, and then, you know... Well, it had... made sense. It made... It, there, there was a connection, okay? Oliver learned to live on his own. Right. He had to learn to fend for himself, and it was this change from this like uppity, um, rich boy to having these survival techniques, and then, then you know, it changed, and he's like trying to save people from this like he's a huge secret military disease. trying to shoot down planes. <laughs> then there's like, a scientist well, that has control of a ship that's trying to find the Mirakuru. Yeah. Then you have another military facto you know facto trying to find a secret idol this island has so much going on for it i mean i'm waiting for like the lucky charms you know what well yeah i mean there's to so come many... out in a pot of gold just i appear. mean this is this island seems so amazing now like why don't people want to go there this you know? is where everyone should be taking their vacations yeah so i don't know i mean you know i, I want to see what they do in russia i want to you know yeah. No, the Russia uh, I'm interested in. Going to Russia, doing the Fight Club thing, yeah. I'm definitely interested in. How he gets back to the island was interesting, uh, yeah. but not really interesting to me anymore. So I'm glad they're getting rid of the flashbacks and you know not using them as a as a kind of anchor to the storylines right. uh, of the future. Because if I hear Oliver one more time say, I was not on that island for all five years, or there's something I didn't tell you. I mean, come on, dude. Mm. You know, there's got to be something else. A yep. um, couple other little tidbits that came out this week. Uh, Greg Berlanti basically confirmed that there would be no plans for any type of Batman characters. Uh, there have been little talks here and there that maybe Nightwing or mm-hmm. Oracle might appear, but basically shot all those down. Um, and then they are trying to figure out a way to bring back Matt Ryan as Constantine, 
because uh, that episode episode where he showed up in this past season did so well that they're trying to find a storyline or an arc where maybe that he could you know re reprise his role as Constantine and be so well. I don't think that Arrow would be the right show no. for Constantine. I thought Put it was him on Legends. Yeah, exactly. Put mm -hmm. him on Legends. If you want to bring back Constantine, um, now that you have Justice Society for Amer of America, mm -hmm. you know, showing up on that show, you know, it would be great if he introduced Justice League Dark. You know, because mm -hmm. remember, Constantine was part yeah. of Justice League Dark. Um, so, and not only that, but you're already somewhat trying to somewhat distance yourself away from that magical aspect. Bringing Constantine back on, I mean, that's what it is, right? You know, and if really ratings wise that helped out Arrow, well, bring on Legends to maybe boost their ratings a little bit right. more. You know, their ratings are okay, but you know, I just yeah, I don't know if. Arrow is the show to, and we, yeah, I know there's this connection between the two, but I, I don't know if that's really the show to bring him back on. Yeah, so you know, those are all interesting tidbits. Um, Stephen Amell did tw uh, Instagram a photo that they were all um, mm. they were shooting the big crossover event, where it's basically the boots of himself as Arrow. Then you had Supergirl's boots, Flash boots. Um, you, in the background, you could see. Uh, Brandon Routh's uh, Adam suit mm -hmm. and so forth, and I think it was Heatwave's gun in the background too. You see White Canaries, uh, uh, White Canaries boots also. Canaries. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, so hopefully we're in for a good season. Um, then moving on to the next show, uh, Supergirl on Monday nights. Um, a couple of little tidbits here. They're gonna add Miss Martian. Um, gonna be played by Sharon Leal and add Mon L. For those who don't know, Mon L um, is kind of a a version of um superman superboy type mm -hmm. of, you know it, not a superboy not, not necessarily a superman a cousin isn't it? yeah a cousin and um and he's kind of he's his character's been reinterpreted over and over and mm -hmm. over in the comics um you might remember him as or might know him as um largand but mm -hmm. It's going to be more cousin-based. So now we're getting more of the Kryptonians showing up on the show. We already had Martian Manhunter in Season 1. Miss Martian, um, not really a popular character from the old comics, but more recent. Her appearance uh, was in Teen Titans in the mid-90s, and she's more or less um, you know, a family member of Martian Manhunter. But she is different than Martian Manhunter, where she doesn't like portraying herself as a Martian. She's sure. going to take more of a humanistic form in... Um, and so I doubt we'll see her a lot in the Martian outfits uh, as we've seen uh, Martian Manhunter as. So, um, and then old, you know, a little bit older news. We had Linda Carter who played Wonder Woman in the TV series mm -hmm. um, is going to be doing a role as being president of the United States. So we'll have a female president, which would be interesting if hmm. Hillary Clinton wins because then we could say this show actually predicted the future. Exactly. Um, Flashpoint. Yeah. And then probably the biggest news that we got um, – out of it was that Kevin Smith, who directed an episode of The Flash last season, is going to direct an episode of Supergirl. Now, he's gone on his podcast and basically said that when he directs an episode, you know, like when he showed up to direct The Flash, he really doesn't do anything. It basically, the script's all taken mm -hmm. care of, and, you know, he just kind of gives his little input here and there, and they tell him to back away, we know what we're doing, yeah, so right. basically it's a fun chair to yeah. sit in while you, which I, I, I died laughing when he admitted that, <laughs> um, so... If anybody needs a director for Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legion, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Gothic, whatever, we're here. We yeah, can I'll definitely, I can sit in the chair and you guys can tell me to just <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. Um, 
the next show moving on to Legends of Tomorrow. Probably, to me, this was the biggest news, because I'm a big fan of this actor, but uh, Lance Henrik- Henriksen is joining the cast. Um, those of you may remember him if you were around um, during the Aliens movies. Um, he played Bishop. Uh, he'll be joining the cast. Um, Sarah Gray was casted as Star a Star Girl this week, which is a part of the Justice Society of America. So now we're starting to see uh, more and more pieces of the Justice Society built up. Um, uh, Mazik Richardson Sellers, who played Vixen in was it Flash or Arrow? Uh, Arrow. 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 She will actually be joining the cast of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Not know, not really knowing how many episodes she's going to be playing, but her character Vixen is now going to be a kind of a, a more solid character in the Arrowverse, but more or less on the Legends of Tomorrow um, aspect of it. But um, who would you think that Lance Henriksen would be playing on this show? Um, if you're older, so Henriksen's older right, and so forth, and has that kind of like mystique persona, like if you think about Bishop's character and so mm-hmm. forth, I think, you know... It's got to be, I would think for his status, it's got to be somewhat of a more established. Yeah, and so I think Dr. Dr. Fate Uh comes to mind. I think that he might actually be playing Dr. Fate, the Justice Society of America, maybe not as um, in full costume or, you know, full, you know, character, but I think that's what, if, you know, know, trying to link it to some of these DC Mm -hmm. characters is, this show is so difficult because there's no background to it, so it's kind of like, hit or miss you're basically throwing right. a dart up you know at the board and seeing what it lands on but um if i had to put my money on it i would say lance henrickson is going to be dr fate of justice society of america i'd like that yeah um you know vixen i don't know how she's going to play into it because she's see she's like constantine mm-hmm. where she has that magical powers and so forth that's where i think if constantine came back yep. into this, this arrowverse you put her with her and create like a Justice League Dark that can interact maybe, you know, here and there. Um, and, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, and then last show we'll talk about today is um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, two big castings, um, not really a, uh, a new, ca- or not really an established character, but more of a new person into the show is... Uh, Parmeter uh, Nagra is going to be casted as an anti-inhuman politician. Um, so it looks like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to go, since they did the big inhuman storyline last season, they're going to go now into the anti-inhuman, which we're, we're more um, comfortable with that storyline being with the X-Men and mm-hmm. the anti-mutant you know, yeah. uh, registration act and so forth that we saw in the movies and the comics and the animated show and so forth. Um, I think it's a smart a, a smart storyline to go after because it's popular it's hot and you know especially with the x-men using it so often you know people are going to be comfortable with it mm-hmm. um so i i think that's a good way of doing it the the second casting probably the biggest one that was uh reported first on lrm was um gabriel luna was going to be casted as robbie reyes and we you know got the scoop that raw uh, that ghost rider the robbie reyes version was going to be on agents of shield um and this is a different Ghost Rider than our normal Nick Cage fans would like, you know. Um, yeah, this this version doesn't ride a motorcycle, sure, right. and you know, um, 
and have the the awkwardness that Nick Cage has. Uh, Robbie Reyes uh, drives a you know a hot rod that you know that's the, the Ghost Rider's mode of transportation and so forth. It just is Marvel or Marvel TV trying to reach too far by trying to incorporate somebody like Ghost Rider into the series? You know, I think it's it's going to be kind of tricky because I understand what they want to do. I feel like they want to give it a little bit more of a of a pull or a buy-in for people to be like, oh, great, Ghost Rider. But also, I feel like for a majority of the people that it would be pulling in, it's not the Ghost Rider they think it's going to be. Right. So... I see what they're trying to do, but I also don't know if that'll end in some disappointment for everyday viewers who might be like, oh, I know Ghost Rider, and not even the Nicolas Cage version, but like even for That's people, the only version. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but for people who just know of Ghost Rider or have seen a comic book with Ghost uh-huh. Rider on it, it's not going to be that, I don't think. So, no. I don't know. I mean, so... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did the Inhuman storyline, and everyone thought, you know, everyone thought mm-hmm. that that storyline was going to be the next arc into the Inhuman movies that were supposed to be coming out, and now Marvel Studios has kind of put that on the back burner. So we're probably not going to get any mm-hmm. Inhuman movies for a while. They keep on saying, oh, no, it's in development, it's in development. Oh, no, and, you know, mixed reports of it's canceled, it's not canceled. How many I, movies have stayed in development? Right, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? um, so... I think Inhumans gets too much confused with X-Men, yeah. and since Marvel didn't have the rights to X-Men, that was their trying to, yeah. hey, we can we can do the same thing, but just call it the Inhuman. you know, we'll just right. use the Inhumans, and it backfired on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know that there are a lot of people that love it, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, a strong fan base for the show, it's not as big as some of the other shows, but they're, you know, they're diehards for it, but I think bringing Ghost Rider in is, you know... I don't know. It, it just it, it seems like Ghost Rider would be good on a Constantine type. Like I know it's constant yeah. DC, but but that type of a show where it's more about magic, more about you know the the underworlds and so forth and everything like that. Um, like Lucifer, you know, is is uh-huh. is a good example of that where it's a good comic adaptation from the you know the comic book to the TV show, but they take it in their own. Um, you know their own strides of how really bad Lucifer really is in in the real world and so forth. So if we get Ghost Rider just in full flames twenty four seven on Agents of Seal, I think it's a you know it's a it's a grab to try to get people to watch the show. But Ghost Rider is not the the character that I think that you're going to bring in a ton of viewers to this show. Yeah, I just some. I think it's easier to adapt some characters in a movie than it is on TV. Right. Um, and and like you said, also I think the the, the context that they're used in um, matters. And you know that's one thing I know I know for me that didn't sit well because when they first acknowledged Arrow as more of a grounded show and then brought in aspects that weren't grounded, it didn't seem to match for me. And I, I feel like that might be kind of what happens in Shield. And you know I know they went the Inhumans route, like you said, and and that was was all right um i just yeah i I don't i just don't know if it'll be what they're going for yeah uh we'll see so that's all the news we have for this week um let us know what you guys think in the comments or if we missed out on a show that you think is really important to cover 
um, please let us know. Um, make sure you check out the Los Fanboys podcast that comes out weekly, and they give you all the up-to-date movie news, films, and so forth. Um, also check out Weekend Warrior on Wednesdays. He gives out his uh, movie reviews and all the popular movies that just came out, any new up-to-date news, interviews, so forth, uh, indie films. And then starting this week on Monday, we have Comic Uno who will be giving you the Comic Uno weekly rundown, letting you know what she feels is the hot items to watch, look at, and basically cover for the week. Um, check us out again. You know, sorry we had to come out a couple days later than normal. The schedules, you know, just couldn't arise. So next week we're going to be covering a little bit more, and then hopefully in the next week or so we'll start to get into a couple shows that are starting to premiere in the. Uh, later August, early September area, and move out that way. All right, guys, check us out later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.